I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. Here's Lindegaard making Forrest backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him by the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. Hello and welcome to the Glovers Cast. I'm Ian, and this evening we're joined by Ben Barrett. Good evening, Mr. David Coates. Good now, Ben's. <laughs> and Elliot Watts is here. Welcome back, Elliot. Good evening. Now, the night of us recording this, it is the, the tragic anniversary of the death of Lee Collins. Um, a year ago today, we were sort of given that horrific news here to talk about a incredible journey that you're going to go on Elliot you're raising money talk to us tell us about the journey you're going on and what you know where it's come from and why you're doing it yeah thank thanks for having me on again um so in May this year starting on the 1st of May Sunday the 1st of May um a number of us are cycling from Hewish Park to a number of the clubs that Lee played for um and it's named Miles Mind and it's to raise money for Mind Charity, based in the Somerset branch of Mind Charity. So the money that we raise will go back into the Somerset area to help those who need the service. Um, we recently had an evening at the club where Mind came along to deliver a talk um, to those who are doing the cycle on just what they do in the area. And as someone who knows a little bit about Mind, I was actually amazed by the amount of sort of services they have on offer and the outreach work that they do within the community it really is fantastic what they do um and some of the money that we raise it's going to go a long way to helping them over the course of the financial year when the money goes into the budget um 
so we've got a big challenge ahead of us um starting on the 1st of may we've got seven days of cycling getting back on saturday the 7th of may um and if you're happy for me to i really love the clubs that we're visiting along the way that lou played for um so the first day we leave Yeovil and cycle swindon there's no clubs along that journey um but then we go from swindon to northampton uh northampton to mansfield Mansfield to Stafford, and we're calling by Port Vale on the way, just dropping in as you do. Then we've got Stafford to Dukesbury, and we're dropping in at Wolves on the way down, um, which isn't a ground I've actually been to before. It's the only one on this list that I've not been to. Um, and then we've got Dukesbury to Port's Head with a stop at Forest Green on the way. And those of you who've been to Forest Green know the massive hill that it's at the top of that you've got to cycle up to get there, um, or drive, obviously, if you're going to a game there. And then finally, we're going from Porter's Head back to Hughes Park for their game on Saturday, the 7th of May. So we'll be there by kickoff. The aim is to arrive before lunchtime. Um, and hopefully everyone gets around it safely. It's about 500 miles in total. There's a real mixture of people doing it. Um, a lot of people are doing training at the moment. I've been in the gym training with Jess this evening, who's doing it with me. Um, so putting in those hard miles to get ready for it. And it just came about from some chat that we were really having last year, not too long after Lee passed, actually. Um, and it was just like, it just rocked us all at the time, didn't it? It really shook us and made us reflect on things and think about it. And as the news progressed and we found out a little bit more what happened, um, there was some discussion about sort of doing something in his memory to put back into the local community to help those who might be struggling. So that's the aim of it, really. How many have you got doing it? I think there's 45 of us. Okay, um, great. We've got a big committee organising it. Ben Tupman's involved. Uh, Marilyn Cottle, who does a lot for the football club, she's involved in arranging it. She'll be there along the way at every 25 miles with a feed station full of flapjacks, chocolate bars, arranging our lunches for us. Um, and really, without her, we wouldn't be able to do these events. Um, they just wouldn't be able to go on. We've got some amazing sponsorship as well. Jones have put some money in to sponsor us, Westbury Packaging, Garador, I've probably missed one more out there. Um, but yeah, we've had some sponsorship as well to go towards raising some money. And we've got a target of uh, £50,000 to raise. Everyone's got a, their own personal target of £444 to raise, um, which was Lee's club number. So it felt apt and appropriate to do that. Um, and hopefully all that money can go in, go to mind and provide that amazing service that I said they offer um, within our local area. And how do people not, uh, donate if they, if they want to donate? Is there a website? Is there a Just Giving or something? Yeah, we've all got individual Just Giving pages. Um, mine will be linked up on Twitter over the next few weeks. I'll be pushing it, of course. Any donation is massively appreciated, especially in the times where I know that money, money is tight and money is difficult at the moment for many of us. Um, it does go such a long way and we'll be hugely grateful for all those donations and messages of support as well. There's, um, there's been a few of these cycles, haven't there, uh, of differing lengths and variances and different places, all with different charities and stuff in mind. Is this one the most personal of them all because of what it means and, and the link to, to our club specifically? Yeah, I think so. I think so. We've done some mega trips in the past. Uh, we did 
Baratieval, Parasieval, Durham Tieval, and Land's End to Johnny Graves. They're ones that I've been involved in personally. Um, and I wouldn't ride a bike if I hadn't got involved in this in the first place. And now it's a massive part of my life. Um, but this just feels that little bit more. Um, yeah, I think a little bit means that little bit more to us um, visiting those clubs that Lee Collins played for. We're going to have some people join us along the way who played with Lee. Um, I believe we're going to have members of the team that played with him at Yeovil. Um, and yeah, it's just going to be that, that little bit more personal, definitely. And it's going to, I think it's going to spur us on a little bit more in those days that might be a bit more difficult. Uh, there's some hilly days. There are probably going to be some wet days. Um, but the fact that we'll sort of leave from Lee's last club, come back to his last club and visit some of those ones that he sort of spent a lot of time at along the way. Um, we'll get to hear some stories about him, I'm sure. You mentioned the hills twice now. Feels like we're getting the excuses <laughs> in early. Just saying. Just saying. Get him in now. <laughs> I told them, I told them back in March the hills would be a nightmare. <laughs> That well, one up Forest Green is a big hill there. Yeah. <laughs> three if times. We, um, three times. If we keep I know Coatsy cycles. If, if we keep if we keep Coatsy down after the uh Weymouth game, uh would you like some Glover's cast representation for the week? Well Are you shining me up to go <laughs> on a bike ride? I'm I've been on a bike once in the last year and two months. Coatsy does cycle, but he can't do it without falling off, can he? Yeah. So hopefully, I don't know if we'll bring him along the way because it might be a bad omen. None of us want to be spending weeks in hospital like you did, Dave. He didn't spend weeks in hospital. It's only a couple of days in hospital, but yeah. yeah. What are your rules on stabilisers? We are not okay with that. Oh, okay, right. Sorry, Dave. Sorry, mate. I'm all right as long as there's no ice involved. It was snowing where today. I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, we could do with a correspondent on the ground. Literally on the <laughs> ground, yeah. <laughs> have you um have you sort of linked up with any of the, you know the clubs that you're gonna stop by? Have you let them know you're coming? Is there are you expecting like a welcome when you get to these places or so yeah, the clubs have been amazing. Um We've got meals, evening meals at both Northampton and Mansfield. Uh, lunch is being provided by Portsville, Port Vale and Forest Green and Wolves are doing a morning feed station for us. Um, so we'll be visiting all these grounds. They know they're coming. They're expecting us. Um, and like I said, I don't, want, I don't want to give too much away. Plus, I'm not sure how much is confirmed yet, but some of those former players are going to be joining us along the way as well. Um, yeah. That'd be really nice, really poignant as well, I think. Um, and it'd be interesting to see how they do on a bike as well, of course. Two questions. <laughs> is the lunch at Forest Green vegan? Yes. All right, it's going to be vegan, all right. Are you going to take... No, don't take a hot dog with you. That'd be rude, wouldn't it? And is, uh, is Carl Dickinson meeting you at Port Vale? And if so, supplementary question, how much are you looking forward to that? Probably more than anything. <laughs> Uh, the rumours do suggest that Carl Dickinson will be meeting us somewhere. Um, someone's trying to link that up. Um, I've not been involved in that myself. Yeah, but I obviously rubbish. Would be rubbish. No, the court order says he's not allowed to contact us. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You'll notice the uh, you'll notice the route goes exactly five hundred yards away from Hanley Town. 
can't get any closer. <laughs> I'm physically not allowed within the boundary. <laughs> um, I think it's important to talk about about Lee. You know, he's inspired this um, amazing ride you guys are all doing. Um, just the impact his passing has had on like all of us and the club as a whole. Like how. How how do you think we carry his memory forward as a football club and as supporters? Um, question, isn't it? It's a massive question. I was reading an article in The Athletic today um, that Dave kindly shared with me because I asked him to. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, it, it absolutely made me sob proper ugly tears. I, <laughs> I went into Jess's office and I was just sobbing <laughs> after reading it. Um, but so just reading some of that really stuck with me about how you really don't know what people are going on in their lives. Um, how it, what you see on the outside isn't necessarily what's being, being uh, viewed on the inside. And there was a real poignant comment on there about what you say online doesn't get missed by these football players. Um, and even I myself need to reflect on that, I think, and remember that. Um, and it's all too easy to go back to the be kind message. And we have opinions on football. We're football fans. We're allowed to be football fans and we're allowed to have opinions on football. Um, but when we're saying horrible things online, these are just people at the end of the day. And I really think after reading that article today, it's sort of made me reflect a little bit more about what I say, what other other people say and really keeping that in mind because we had such a tragic um passing of someone who seemed on the outside to be hard as nails on a football pitch hard as nails um an absolute leader but we had no idea what was going on behind closed doors and we should remember that in all walks of life whether we're talking about football or our friends or anyone um I think it's really it it just resonated of how important it is to remember that, and we should carry that on as football fans if we're taking forward this memory. That would be a legacy, Massive wouldn't it? Answer, yeah, yeah, that yeah, would be. Yeah, it? yeah. 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 It needs, uh, I said to you guys earlier, it feels. I've never listened back to our chat from a year ago. Um, because it was really painful to talk about, but it feels like it's something that it needs to be a part of absolutely everything we do as a football club and we do as supporters. Just moving forward, you know, that memory and that feeling needs to just be ingrained in how we carry ourselves, I think. Yeah, and I think, uh, and I know we're not going to go into uh, anything about what's going on or off the field at a moment today because this is that that's not what this episode's about. But we supporters are going to be the one consistent thing. There'll be managers, there'll be players, there'll be owners, there'll be directors. That they'll all change over the years. We're the people who've got to. If we say Lee Collins is something that we want to remember and. Every, you know the story of Lee Collins, shall we say, is one that's important for us all to remember. Then it's incumbent on all of us to make sure that that's the case, isn't it? So in five, six, seven years' time, we're still we're still remembering, and we're remembering, you know, the kind of message that Elliot just said there. All of those things have got to be something that we've got to you know, remember. That's something we've got to remember every day. But I think 
this has got something be something that, that that really brings us together. Definitely. And as tragic as it is, and it was like you said a year ago of just yeah, it hit us more than we could ever have imagined. I didn't think I'd ever cried about someone passing that I never knew before. I felt like I was hit by it for weeks. Um and as awful as it is, it's who we are now. It's ingrained within us. Um, and we should we should use that for the greater good. A little bit like what we're doing with this cycle and sort of understanding that we can use that to sort of do some good within our community with the outreach work that mine do and put some money back into it and taking these memory forward and hope, hoping that if we can sort of save one other person, get them the help that they might need then that is Lee's memory living on and it's the legacy that he will have left behind as awful as the event was i think i think what i've liked seeing is even on slightly smaller scales you guys are obviously doing this mammoth huge task but other people have just done 10k fun runs have done sheridan did a half marathon things like that but they all did it with the same thought in mind with the same charities in 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 their thoughts and things like that it's kind of been an ongoing thing for a year now. And I like that it's with us, with a group of fans that we are. Even, do you know what the weird thing was? Even this morning, I must have exchanged, I don't know, half a dozen messages just from other Yeovil fans going, today's a weird day, isn't it? I hope you're okay. Look after yourself. Take it easy. And just even that, it just feels like the attitude of all of us is slowly changing it's okay to go you know where i am it's okay to be the person who sends this first text message and i really appreciated that this morning and i really appreciated doing it back to other people um and so i think it's good to be able to see little tiny bits of change and like you say if that can start with us as a group of supporters on a podcast a group of cyclists doing stupid stuff and going around the country then so be it because that's how it's going to work. And then hopefully things from, from everybody involved in the club and maybe even all of football will start to trickle along alongside having a thing in the athletic, having this, having that, having a legacy put in place by whatever the football club looks like into next season. If that comes as a response to what you guys are doing, then I think that is absolutely huge for all of us. Absolutely. And it just goes to show that there is help out there as well. Mm. The charity that we're doing the cycle for, there's a number of other charities as well. And on all these messages, the numbers are shared. It reaches out a little bit wider. You have a second thought about, should I check in on my friend? Should I drop a message and just see how they are? Like, are they struggling? Can I do anything to help them? Just have a chat. And that's all it, all it needs sometimes. I think mm. I got to the stage in life where I've been through some hard times a number of my friends have been through some hard times I like to think that we're all there to support each other in these times and this event has probably brought that forward a little bit more in my mind over last year and all those times are slightly different as well every one of us has slightly different things that are playing on us whether it's a lost loved one whether it's you know professional personal whatever it may be the fact that you can reach out to more people means there's more likely to be someone that kind of gets it along the way. Um, so yeah, more the merrier really on those kinds of things. And I think that makes, makes things very, very 
don't know. I don't know what the, I, don't, I don't know what the right adjective is there. I wanted to say warm, but it's not the right word. Just nice when people do, like we had this morning, just reaching out. How you doing? We good. Spoke to a few people for a few messages, and, and that was it. So I think we're starting to see a year on the start, the start, and only the start of of that legacy that now engulfs this football club and the community it represents. And the football club have carried themselves incredibly as a as a team the club what they've done to sort of on the pitch um they got back on the pitch last season and they put in some cracking performances um after everything that had gone on which in itself i was talking to jess about yesterday is incredible the fact that they even got on the pitch last season but i also like the fact that they've carried it forward and they didn't get everything right we know that they're a football club um but in my opinion, they they've got this spot on almost, um, and I like that they've just kept that memory moving forward. Yeah, I think one of the things I one of the things I like to see is that giant flag should just be up in the away end all the time. <laughs> There's no supporters in there. Right, things like that. I think you know it. it, it uh, and today, you know, we've we've made a point of posting today being Thursday of only posting one thing this morning on social media and nothing else. And I think this day, the thirty first of March, as you know, as a Yeovil Town supporter, will be a day that we'll always think about this and will always be a part of us. And I think. It should be, you know, it, it should be a day where, you know, like we've all encouraged people to talk and things like that. It should be that kind of day where you just reach out to your pals, you know, because of what has happened. It's like, I think as a Yeovil Town fan and, and even as some, you know, some someone who lives in Yeovil, it's just, it was announced going there and it was such a impactful thing to see it all. We lost you a little bit there, Ian, mate, um, but you were in the middle of something quite nice, I think, so <laughs> I didn't want to uh, interrupt, but we did lose you there for a minute. Do you want to, can you go back over like that last couple of sentences? Because I think that was quite good. <laughs> I think what you were saying was quite nice. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't know where you lost me, but I was just going there the, the day after and seeing... How many people were there with flowers and how many people had left stuff and just there was people there who I don't think I'd seen at games for a long time who obviously were in the middle of COVID. So it was almost like people would thought, fuck the rules. I want to be there and pay my respects. And so many people were were going there and it just felt like a uniting moment. Yeah, and we'd all been apart so long. I think I think one of the things that struck me when I visited was how many notes I've told this story before, possibly on the pod. I'm not sure whether I've told it privately. Was how many of the notes of the drawings and things were clearly from kids, clearly who had had some difficult, difficult conversations with the grown-ups around them and had questions, and how those parents had those conversations. I have no idea. I I, I couldn't imagine doing that conversation with my son 
even you know i know he's only six but you know if he was seven eight nine ten and had been to the games i've no idea how i would go about that so i've got this image of there being this group of the next generation in and around the oval area who had an experience and understanding of this horrific event and hopefully has started to get the bits and pieces of education that they needed and need not only to understand this but understand their own feelings and their own moments as their life progresses and i hope that that's one way that this can be used for better and i had a quick look at um a couple of things about how you know they can help children mind somerset and, and other charities do have children specific departments and part of me kind of hopes some of that money will go to the to a youth campaign to help younger people in our area absolutely um they do amazing stuff for people of any walk of life in mind and as you say that outreach is insane in the local area but they are completely funded by charity i think i don't know if completely is the right answer but they are funded by charity um they need donations and that is why we're doing this to sort of help them reach out to those people who do need it and whether that be a youth um a youth sort of group young adults adults um they cover all ranges of people and they do evening drop-ins they've got a phone service they move 24 hours during covid and they remain 24 hours with a helpline now um a crisis line and that's just so beneficial and will help so many people so our funding going towards that will be fantastic well it's a great cause it's going to take a hell of an effort so uh <laughs> good luck <laughs> careful of those hills um, and we'll thank you yeah oh, and uh... if you want to send us if you want to send us any clips while you're out and about let us know how we're going we can share them with the uh well share we, need, with the of the podcast. we need to have a chat about this because there's a well i put the idea forward of doing a little daily 10 minute pod um whilst we're on the way yeah um so whether we look to get that out through Glover's cast um i'm sure we'd be happy to link up on that but that yeah it's your media partner platform. is that what you're saying yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, i'm here now aren't i <laughs> <laughs> the platform is yours yeah, more than happy to more than happy to do that here ever moaning about the weather or the summer <laughs> <laughs> mainly me i look like squashy after a day i'm trying you're... to get my uh, trying to get my arms used to it now so i don't look like a stick <laughs> by then <laughs> I'm, I'm just more excited to hear your screech when Carl Dickinson turns up, really. I hope there's some sort of some <laughs> gathering of that happening. <laughs> well, I don't know if Charlie Lee might be joining us at one point as well, so I don't know which one I'd be more excited about. Yeah. You, you, you were pretty drunk last time you met Charlie Lee anyway, weren't you? So uh... <laughs> I was pretty drunk. Yeah. You won't be wearing a Glasgow Rangers shirt this time, though. Uh, never again. <laughs> Yeah, never say never. <laughs> right, Elliot, thank you very much for chatting to us. We really appreciate it. And uh, it's going to be fun, I'm sure. I'm sure you'll have a great time. Thank you so much for having good me. Luck from, good luck from all of us. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's going to be great. Thank you.
A big thank you to Elliot for coming back and talking to us again. Uh, an amazing cause and what a journey they're going to go on. And you will be able to hear all about it on the Glovers cast as they do it. That's exciting. Earlier this week, myself and Dave caught up with Kevin Gall and Abby Carter, who are hosting the Yeovil Town Legends 11 versus the Southwest 11 in aid of the Adam Stansfield Foundation. Uh, listen to our chat, and there is an exclusive player announcement in there for you as well. So to wrap up this episode of the Glover Class, we are delighted to welcome former Yeovil Town player, and uh, I think we can say legend because of what's coming, uh, <laughs> Kevin Gould. Welcome back to the Glover's Cast. Hi guys, how are you? The legend of legends. Yeah, legend, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gets thrown about a bit too easy, that one, don't it? Uh, I'll go with the game anyway. <laughs> Before we talk about the game, um, obviously yep. there was some big news at Hewish Park this week, and, and you, you tweeted about the the role Darren Sala played in getting this game on and helping you guys. Um, just uh, your thoughts on the, on Darren's departure and what you think about it all. Um, I'm gutted, to be honest. I thought he's done such a good job for the club, given obviously all the circumstances and a lot of dark days that have been at the club, you know, with what's gone on with, you know, obviously Lee Collins and, you know, just the things that, you know, things that have come around and what's been going on in the background with the club and, you know, the fans and stuff. And, it's a shame because he is a really good guy and he's, I think he was really passionate about the club and I think he brought the club back from a place where it was sort of on his knees a little bit and uh, I think he brought some togetherness back with the fans and stuff, which I know I bang on about all the time, what we had so well with Gary Johnson and the fans and stuff and it was almost as if I've always said that, you know, this the, the Adam Stansfield game was something to try and bring people back together. But he sort of almost did that without this game and stuff, to be honest. So I'm gutted he's gone. I mean, I can understand, you know, the decision he's made. Um, but he has played a massive role in in helping us get the game on. Um, it was going to be in pre-season, um, but obviously there was the new pitch and stuff like that. And obviously the first team came first, you know, which I understand. And um, But no, he was always a, a keen supporter. And um, I'll say this now that you know I hope that he I hope he's there on the day, um, you know. So we've 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 spoken about it and stuff. So you know I hope he is. So I think that uh, that would be a possibly be a nice way for him to you know to to say bye to the fans and stuff like that. So I am gutted, you know, because I think he was a good manager. But uh, like I say, some clarity is probably needed from the club and to see what direction everybody's going in. To be honest. Yeah, we've spoken before and we about how this game gives us an opportunity to say goodbye to Skivo as well, because he obviously yeah. left without the opportunity for people to say goodbye. And it would be nice if we can do the same with Darren Sal, because when he comes back with Woken, we're going to have to give him hell, aren't we? Yeah, so, of course we are. <laughs> that was but, hey, listen, uh, I remember when I came back to the Oval for Carlisle and yeah. everybody gave me hell that game as well. I was I one mean, of that, them, yeah. That yeah. might have been because I scored, <laughs> but anyway. Yeah. But yeah, I do remember. I do yeah, remember yeah, yeah. the celebration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> uh, but right. yeah, We no, won the game so, anyway, didn't we, Sarah? So yeah, right. exactly. So it's all right. <laughs> Let's um let's talk about the the orange origins of the game. Obviously, it was going to be on a couple of years ago, and then COVID put put the end to that. Um, yep. Two years in the making, it, 
you must have everything lined up ready to go haven't you yeah i hope so but uh, you know it's um it's this uh, and uh, like we like we were saying before i think that two years ago like you say we you know i sort of had this idea and 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 obviously abby was, was just jumped on here now and she's she's been helping me with obviously all a lot of ideas and stuff and you know i mean abby was around within the club when obviously we were playing and you know her family and stuff so there was a lot of like like I said before, there was a lot of togetherness with the players, staff, fans, community, you know, the whole town in itself. Um, and the idea came about of, obviously, it was 10 years, you know, anniversary of, of Stano's passing, um, which I thought it just would be fitting um, of doing something for, for, you know, for the club and uh, obviously for Stano and his charity. And then obviously, you know, COVID hit and, it's sort of, it's been a long two years, to be honest, because it's sort of been, you know, we did a lot of work um, on that front to obviously get everything sorted and that sort of put the plans back. And then we tried again, sort of largely just before pre-season, uh, which was, we were, we were pushing again and we were sort of told that we think it'd be best to wait till the end of the season. And it seemed like forever away, to be honest, but uh, now it's here. We're sort of, you know, we're not far away at all now. So, um, no, I know it's 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 coming thick and fast now. And yes, I mean, you know, to answer your question, yes, there's a lot, everything's sort of in place. There's still a lot to do, but like I said before, that's all I want to do is just try and get as many fans in the ground as I can and, you know, sort of try and bring a little bit of Yorville Town's unity and sort of, spirit back I think and I think that uh, you know from seeing being a supporter of the club myself and, and seeing the sort of ins and outs and what's happening and uh, how many people are coming to games and you know every week and then one game there's all of a sudden there's like three times as many fans in you know it, it just would be nice to to have that bit of sort of together togetherness back with the players um, and I know the group of lads that that, that I've got together um, with, you know, obviously with Abby. Um, I know that that will happen again, you know. So I'm I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, and Abby, you're with us now. I mean, how good does it feel for you? A lot of a lot of sleepless nights and burning the midnight oil gone into this for you as well, I imagine. Yeah, for sure. And I guess for me, you know, I stopped working at the club quite a long time ago now, but the relationship has has always maintained because you know I've been a supporter and my family have been a supporter for well I'm the fifth generation so it goes a long way back um and I think it's been really hard to see what's happened to the club over the last probably decade um you know from the rise to then quite a substantial fall and seeing the crowds dwindle and the um, stadium get emptier uh you know it was certainly never like that when we were we were in our glory days with this group of lads which and and the atmosphere then and the the reaction from the fans has been huge for me because it just reminds us how great we had it and the relationship and the bond between the players and fans having worked across the football leagues including um in the premier league for a couple of years I've never seen a relationship like it with that, that team at the time and then that group of supporters. It was so exceptionally strong. Do you think that relationship is... Um, do you think that's possible again in modern football? 
I do, yeah, but I think you need to have a lot of rules in play. Um, and that was part of the reason why I think it worked well at the time. You know, Gary Johnson was very strict, to be honest, Kev, wasn't he? About, you know, yeah. everyone had to live within a certain distance of the of the stadium. People were expected to do a certain requirement within with the local community. And, you know, certainly a couple of years ago, Premier League and Championship League, um, Championship footballers contracts stipulated that they had to do X amount of community hours and charity hours. Um, I don't know if that is still a requirement of their contracts, but certainly at the time, that was the attitude that Gary brought to the club. And I think if you take that attitude, and I think Darren Saul was building it, I think had things continued the way that probably the bulk of the supporter base had hoped with Darren Saul, um, that that would have and could have happened because the way he started to re-engage fans at Yeovil was exceptional to watch after what had been a time where people had really turned away from the club. Um, so, yeah, I think I think it is possible. I think it can happen. And I think there definitely are clubs out there where it works like that. There's I think it works in, in a place like Yeovil, where it's, it's you know, it's, just, it's not a big place. It's, you know, it's on its own. There's not a huge amount of clubs around it and stuff. Mm. And I think that, you know, if you're going to Yeovil, I mean, I've always said it that, you know, I think that, I mean, I've always said this. I wasn't born in Yeovil. I wasn't born a Yeovil fan. I was you know, I became a Yeovil fan because of what the club and the people, you know, took us on and, and stuff like that in and when, when it was. So I feel that in a place like Yeovil, I think it's key and, and it can be done and it, and it can quite easily be done, to be honest, because, yeah. you know, the players, if but the players have got to want to buy into the community 100%. as well. And I think, and, you know, I think yeah. that's the big thing that Gary put into us, you know, that, he made sure we bought into the club and the fans because the community, because he knew that the community would then come back and support us. And don't get me wrong. I know it helps when you win in every single week. I get that. I understand, you know, it can be very fickle football. And, you know, when you lose one game, people turn on you. You know, I do understand that, but I just think that, you know, like I say, Darren Darren Saul tried to do that and tried to rebuild that again. But that's where I think that a club like Yeovil could probably use ex-players' experiences to maybe try and bring some things like that back. You know, I've I've sort of mentioned a couple of times about, and I say it like a former players' association or something of that. You know, idea where you know, ex-players get together and have some ideas and stuff and help the club and stuff. And, and little things like that, I don't know. I mean, like I've said, I mean, you know, I'm more than happy to help the club, you know, as whenever they need it, you know, and, and, and I'm sure there's a lot of players that would do the same who played for Yeovil. So in answer to your question, I, I, do, I genuinely do think it can be done again in this modern day. Mm. I think bigger cities, yes, it's harder bigger clubs yes you know it's tough social media doesn't help doesn't nowadays help. um but again you know it's it i think it's if you have a plan in place and how you do it you know, i do think it, it can be done again yeah and i think for me personally just re-engaging you know a number of the lads 
um, have remained good friends of mine um, from that generation, you know, ex-colleagues, we've stayed good friends like Kev and I, um, but the ones that I haven't stayed in touch with, they're just seeing and hearing their excitement when we reach out to them and ask them to play. And, yeah. you know, they will all say um, what a special place Yeovil holds for them. Mo a majority of them will refer to it in some way as like the best time in their career and, you know, how their affinity with the club is so strong. And that actually replicates into their families as well, which is really interesting to see. Yeah. Um, you know, their families continue to watch Yeovil, continue to wish them well, um, continue to support the club long after their son or partner or nephew has left, which I think also speaks volumes about the club. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with that. Like I say, Ab, and, and it was funny, like I told you earlier, we've got a WhatsApp group going now with all the lads in and... <laughs> You know, Skivo said something really. I think that listen, it was quite serious for Skivo, but to be honest, and, and he said something about, you know, he tells everybody about the group of players that we had. And the fact is that, you know, we had each other's backs on and off the pitch and we helped each other on and off the pitch. You know, if somebody couldn't do something, you know, one of us would agree to go and do it for them. So I mm -hmm. think that. You know, yes, it does help when you live in close by and you can, you know, you're not shooting off and driving an hour away and stuff like that. I, I understand that, but it just resonates back to me of what the kind of thing is probably needed and it shows how much of a, a close and good group that we had that you've got somebody who's been at the club for such a long time and, you know, Skivo is a, you know, a, who is a legend of, you know, Yeovil Town and the way that he talks about, you know, to people now about our squad. This is 20 years ago, you know, so um, it's it's nice to hear. So to be honest, it's, I mean, Abby mentioned something quite uh, to me the other day, which I didn't realise, but I think the, I think it's two days after um, we, or what, two days before we play. Two days the 20 year, Yeah, the 20 year anniversary of the FA Trophy. Yeah. So, you know, so things like this for us, you know, it's, it's, you know, it seems a long time and, you know, we're getting old now, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, um, it's good, it's good to see. And like I say, I mean, you know, I think that the Stano game in itself, um, I think it can be a bit of a springboard, you know, I know it's only one day, um, but I think if, if we, if we do it right and we get the fans and, you know, people like yourselves, you know, we're offering to help us, you know, for, you know, your own time and stuff, which obviously we really appreciate. And, you know, if we can get people like this back together, then I think it can only be, you know, good for the future of the club. You say you're getting old, but I reckon Nathan Jones is probably as fast now and as fit now as he was back then. I hope he is because he's up against Scotty Murray. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. <laughs> so I hope he is. <laughs> but doesn't Nathan still do yeah. something ridiculous like run oh, 10 miles a day? Yeah, probably knowing him. Yeah, knowing him, yeah. But he still <laughs> does all those step overs as well, doesn't he? Yeah, oh, yeah, he loves sure. them. Yeah, he loves all that. Yeah, he'll, he'll bring oh, them sure. out to the game, don't worry. Yeah. Well, he knows yeah. Crundle's playing, so he's got somebody to try and out showboat him. Oh, yeah, that won't happen. I did say, is is Lee Trundle going to be able to get out of Terry Skiverton's pocket in this game? <laughs> Listen, I've been watching. I mean, I like you say, I mean, I've, I've Trundle, I know, has been playing in the Welsh League and stuff like that. So over the last couple of years, I've watched him quite a lot. And yeah. honestly, I mean, he's, I've always said that he's probably one of the best players outside the Premier League I've, I've ever come across, to be honest. And, you know, some of the days we had against Swansea and stuff, to be honest, he was uh, he is a special player. And and to be honest, fair play to him. 
I know he's got a hell of a lot going on, you know, and stuff like that. So, you know, I really appreciate the fact that he's he's taken the time to, you know, to drive all the way down, you know, from Swansea all the way down to Yeovil to to come and play in the game. Um, yeah. You know, so and things like that, it is good. He's definitely, you know, what's been amazing for us is as we've reached out to the Southwest team, um, you know, the response we get straight away is like, God, Adam Stansfield, what a player, what a guy, yeah. you know such a nice blow anything we can do like such great calls um and I think you know there's that's just been a resounding sort of message from the yeah. from the guys that you know many of them played with Adam at different clubs many of them played against Adam um so have slightly different feelings towards him probably yeah um, and a lot of them Adam. to be honest a lot of them a lot of the lads and I'd say obviously they know of Adam and stuff but you know they know us Yeovil players as well you yeah. know because obviously they're good friends with us and they're good friends with you know myself and a lot of the other players and stuff and I think it shows you know when people will pick up the phone you know lads who are helping us get other players and ring around for other players out their own time and stuff so it just you know it does show that I think that the excitement for the for the whole event in itself I mean, I spoke to Kevin Amanqua today and he was absolutely gutted that he couldn't play because he's getting married in May and he couldn't play. Um, uh, so, priorities. Yeah, well, yeah, I did tell him that. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it, yeah, I did hammer him a little bit, but uh, he, um, but he, you know, he was gutted, you know, and, and there's been a few like that, to be honest. And, you know, Marcus Stewart, at the, who's obviously played at Exeter and stuff, and, you know, he at the minute, he's like... I'm tied up that weekend. He said, but let me see. I can change anything I can to try and to try and make it. So people are really sort of excited for it and stuff. And like I say, you know, it's only myself and, and Abby that, that are organizing, like I say, the whole thing. And, you know, we do need as much help as we can. And, and obviously we appreciate everybody's chipping in with, with little bits and pieces and stuff for us to try and make it, a, you know, the best it can be. Yeah. One thing I did want to say, um, because obviously you've all we've all mentioned and everyone knows this game is uh, for Adam Stansfield and to remember him. But I know you've made a point of mentioning a lot of other people that we've lost from the yeah. other club over the years. Now, this game is, is for them. I mean, we talk all the time about Badger and how Gosh. what we do today is only really because of what he did with Ciderspace. And yeah. we, we all grew up with that. And that, you know, that's why we do this nonsense twice a week. But then there's so many others, isn't there? I mean, Stuart Howsey, we've lost recently. Yeah. Uh, Morris, Morris O'Donnell, Bruce yeah. James, Tony Trot, and, and obviously Lee Collins more recently. Exactly, yeah. um, I mean, there's so many people that hopefully this can bring us together yeah. and have an opportunity to be able to say, you know, farewell to some of them as well. There's yeah. so many people that we'd we'd love to be able to name and there's so many people that, you know, for for me personally, having been, you know, associated with the club for so long, there's so many people that I've sat next to over the years or near or and you know, my nan, um, everyone, I think pretty much everyone that goes to football knows Rita. Um, no, Rita, yeah. Oh, Rita. <laughs> I mean, she's in the club shop for so long. Yeah. She's been she's been uh, on to me for shirts today as well. Has <laughs> <laughs> she? Yeah. That yeah. doesn't surprise me because yeah. I gave mum them for her birthday a couple of yeah, years ago. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. surprise me. Um, so, uh, you know, everyone knows Rita. And, you know, the the amount of people Nan knows having been watching Yeovil since her dad took her when she was a little tiny girl, um, you know, that has have passed away. 
we would love to be able to, you know, name all of them and, and remember every single one of them. But we know we can't do that. So what's really important to us is that people bring those people with them on the day. And, yeah. you know, we sort of looked at who we feel during um, during Stano's time at the club made a really, really significant impact. Um, and, you know, for me, Badger is absolutely part of that whilst he wasn't a you know a full-time employee of the club like the others um Badger was somebody who supported me when I went into football as a career he was somebody that helped me and guided me when I thought I might want to be a journalist he uh was a huge support when uh, a couple of people had a wacky idea of setting up a trust and a group of us went off to London for the day um you know, he came with us and made everything really clear. And um, just for me, like the impact of Badger's loss will be felt by everybody in Yeovil, whether they that's associated with the club in any way, whether they knew Badger or not. Not only for his work on Ciderspace, but just for the fact that he was such a welcoming, friendly face and you know you'd always see him and he was just always around and no matter the question no matter the person you'd always get a, a truthful fair and um honest response and and he would always do anything he could to sort of help and I don't ever the thing that's always baffling me with Badger is how he had so many stats in his mind at all times he knew everything um, what, what did he forget putting all yeah, these stats yeah. in his I head? He probably forgot how to brush his hair or something. Yeah, we yeah, definitely <laughs> forgot that. Yeah, for sure. Like, like to, uh, you listen, just to repeat on, on what Abby said there about people like Badger and, you know, the other guys and, and stuff like that, 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 you know, that we've sadly lost now. It's a, it's a shame, you know. I was sat down looking through the, um, the sort of the DVDs that we had that, you know, the, the fly-by-night that Stuart Housley did going around <laughs> filming the games and stuff. And, you know, Tony Trott, you know, that's doing press-ups in the changing room. And, you know, it's Mo O'Donnell who's taken the, the most stick I've ever, like, from any football team and just <laughs> laughing it off and just cracking Always it. Always had you know, a smile on his face. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely, yeah. I mean, you couldn't understand what he was saying, so you just <laughs> laughed back at him anyway. So... Things like this, like I say, people like that, and obviously Bruce James, who was such a help around the club, and that you know that we could go on forever, you know, with with mm. so many different people. I think that you know, like I say, from me that impacted me, you know, when I was at the club, these these kind of guys and people yeah. that, that that were there, you know, and I say I say you know even people and, and it's probably not been me and Abby probably I've mentioned this before, but people like Gene Cotton, you know, that was obviously such a big influence and help to all the players to all the organization you know and stuff like that back you know back when we were there you know and so people that that were the obviously that were you know we've sadly lost and people that were actually you know that that, that are still with us but not with the club anymore etc but we want to try and bring a connection of everyone you know back to the club and, and I generally think that this came this came this game can do that if everybody sort of takes one step back from the current situation of the football club and just sort of thinks that this could be an opportunity to bring everybody together again, you know, and like I say, 
you know, we had an idea of, you know, just possibly leaving it open and just letting everybody come for free and putting a donation to the charity and stuff like that. But I just thought, you know what? Yes, I, you know, I, I get that. But we want to try and raise awareness for Stanley's charity as well and trying to raise as much money as we can for the charity. They do such a good job in the community where they are and giving back to people and the awareness of bowel cancer and stuff. So for me, you know, and, and obviously Abby, that, you know, we've sat and discussed this. I think that it's important that we remember people, you know, like this because, you know, they, they, they dedicated their lives to the Town Football Club as well. You know, just like we did as football, just just like we did as players and just like you guys did as fans. So it, it just doesn't, it, it's not, you know, not all about the players. Like I say, yes, we're coming back to playing the game, but ultimately, I've always said it, without the fans, you know, football is nothing really. Yeah. I suppose one thing we haven't done yet, Ian, is get the details of uh, when the game is and all of that, have we? Uh, well, well, I hope everybody's seen it for some. Yeah, well, there'll be some. Yeah, May the 14th. Um, obviously, the last game of the season's on the 15th for Yorville. Um, and um, obviously, they're, they're away. So we thought we'd do it on the Saturday so people can come to the game on the Saturday. And then if people are traveling away, you know, do that. But obviously, we've got the supporters game. Um, again, you know, Mike, who's, who does a great job with the with the Oval supporters, who obviously play a game every single year against Exeter for the last five years. Um, we've managed to get their game on the pitch as well. So their game's going to be before us at half ten, and then our game kicks off at two o'clock. Right. That's great. So we've, we're, we've, yeah, we're hoping everybody comes, like I say, for a day out. And, you know, if people, I'd like to... I'd like to, I mean, the, the, the supporters game, you know, is, is, is important as well because they do a lot. They're, they're football fans of the club as well. So, you know, it would be good that we could get, a, you know, as many people as we, you know, we can there to watch their game as well and make a bit of a day of it. It would be great. Do they play for a cup? I don't know if you guys know about this. Yeah. They play for the Adam Stansfield Cup against Exeter City supporters every year. They've been doing it Um it's the fifth year, I think. I think it's the fifth, fifth year, year but the fifth it would one, yeah. technically be the seventh year yeah. had COVID not um, impacted us over the last two. So um, yeah, for them, it's a it's a really big uh, it's a really big deal, and they've been looking to get a game on Hewish Park for a long time. So it's really exciting uh, that that's happening. And who holds the cup at the moment, Abby? Is it, oh. is it in Yeovil's hands or is it in Yes, I, I think it is. Yes, I think, I it think is it's in Yeovil's hands. hands. Yeah, it is. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know for definite, but I think it's in Yeovil's hands. Mike will probably tell us off for not knowing that. Yeah, we'll have to get we'll have to get Mike on here. Yeah, Mike on. He can tell us about it. Yeah, definitely. There's something to play for in that game. Then you've yeah. you've, you've teed up a couple of names. You've let us know a few people. We've seen some released online. I think today Darren Way confirmed. We've had Terry Skibbert and confirmed Chris Wheel. Yeah. Any, any can other? I just say can I just say something about Darren Way for a second? Yes, please because, do. Because um there's going to be a divided people's opinions on Darren Way. And I want to make this quite clear. Yeah, I'm Way. Harry. Dar- yeah, I'm Paul. Yeah. Um, I mean listen, Paul's Paul's a bit mad, like I say, but uh, anyway, Obviously both of them he's to not be announced honest. yet. He's not no, announced of course, yet, by the yeah. way. But um with Darren Way, obviously a lot of people are gonna have and we've had a couple of tweets, you know, people scratching the head and making some, you know, comments about Darren and stuff. But 
I think what people have got to take a step back and, and say that Darren Wade, the footballer, the player for Yorval Town, was probably one of the best players that we had, you know, and, and he generally was. He was everywhere. He, he, he gave his all. And, you know, but terrible for him. You know, he had his accident and, and obviously, you know, he, he had to stop playing and stuff. But, and, and fair play to him. You know, he, he, you know, took the club. He went on to be manager. And a lot of people have divided opinions about Darren, but Darren's just very passionate about football and about doing well and delivering and, you know, players and stuff. So I understand people may have an opinion on it, but I just want people to take a step back and remember the player that Darren Way was, you know, for the club and how good he was, you know, winning three back-to-back player of the the seasons. And we did have some fantastic players in that team, you know, and for Darren to do that, you know, with the fans, it shows a lot for me. So uh, I just wanted to say that on Darren. And then even Paul, you know, listen, Paul made a mistake. Paul knows what, what what went on, and you know people people do things and stuff. But Paul's very passionate as well about football, and and Yeovil, he loves Yeovil, and and like I say, I think that people, you know, just just remember the players. I think because I think this is what it's probably all about more than anything is people are giving up their own time to come back, you know, and spending their own money to travel, you know, all the way down to Yeovil, wherever they're from, you know, to play in a game that, you know, like I say, some of them are probably not ready for or fit enough for or be able to do and stuff. So, you know, we've got to appreciate that. Um and 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 like I say, I just I just hope that people do take that. And we've had quite a lot of stuff on Facebook, people saying how fantastic Darren was as a player. And I, and I like I say I hope that people remember that. So anyway, I just wanted to say that. So uh yeah, <laughs> carry on, sorry. Uh, I think I mean I think given the occasion, absolutely it's yeah. it's gonna be a special day to see all those faces and almost I think in particularly in Darren Way's case it may be a massive built uh, uh bridge rebuilt Absolutely. or I think so know, yeah. a fence mended as well so I think I think so too yeah um, I spoke this I spoke to Darren and he's probably like I say one of the first person that replied back to me and said Kev I'll be there you know yeah. and for me it shows volumes on Darren as a person and I spoke on the phone to him last week and you know, we sort of, we had that conversation. He won't mind me saying and stuff. And, you know, we we sort of said, I just want people to remember the player, you know, that I was. And, you know, he understands. And, and you know, people forget, people forget things quite easily and stuff. So, uh, listen, I'm sure it will. I'm sure, listen, I'm probably making more of it than it, that will probably get said about it and stuff. But uh, like I say, personally for him, I think that having that bridge, you know, being able to to come back and play again will be a big thing for him as well. Yeah, I think if Darren Wade wasn't that type of character, he wouldn't have been that good a player, would he? Absolutely. And it was yeah. that that nature in him that made him the player he was. Because as you said, in that team, which was you know, one of the greatest teams I, yeah. I, I've ever seen, he was... You took he him out of that special. team and it just yeah, wasn't was the a, same team, was no, it? No, no, he was a special player. He, he, yeah, he was, was. He was a little rat, to be honest. He was well, a little... Well, weasel, you weasel. called him, yeah, didn't weasel, you? Weasel, yeah. Weasel, yeah. Weasel, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, anybody you ever speak to you know, that remembers us playing. They always remember the weasel and the gobby one. So him and Jono, you know, so that, 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 that was it. And, and, and yeah. you know, that, that was it, you know, so two that of them together. To start in the yeah. tunnel before you guys even got on the pitch. Oh, goodness you me. Would see at, so I used to sort of, I used to work in the, before kickoff, I'd be in a that room just mad. off the tunnel working, getting everything like ready or sorting out whatever had needed to be done for after the match. 
and you could hear Jono and Darren just winding up, just winding and winding and winding. And they'd pick one player and they'd know something about this one player and they'd let him have it the whole time, like 20 times in a row. And oh, it'd yeah, start really quiet yeah. and it'd just get louder and louder and louder. When um, Kev came the, back with Carlisle, was it you? Did they ever go at you when you came oh, back with abso- Carlisle? Uh, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Just <laughs> on, on the way down, on the bus, <laughs> on everything, on the way down, on everything. So, yeah, it was, um, listen, they're, they're, they're good lads. And, and like I say, it's, it's, it's for me, it's important that, uh, you know, them kind of, kind of lads, you know, I think without them, you know, in the team, we wouldn't have been, we wouldn't have been the same team at all. Yeah. Well, I've, you've, You've mentioned, as you say, a lot of players who uh, who are coming back. I mean, you've, uh, are we going to see Way and Johnson reunited in midfield? You will. We will? You will. Is oh, that an exclusive? Have we got that? Yes. Give us one as an exclusive. Jono can be our exclusive, can he? There you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. Jono, Jono will be there. And hey. uh, yeah, we, we, can give, we can give you another one who I think everybody will be excited about, to be honest. Go on. We're going to get two. Yeah, I'll give you another one because I think this one's important for the club. Chris Cohen. Oh, ah, fantastic. Chrissy Cohen will be coming back. So, uh, like Brilliant. I said, I know, I know that it was sort of around the time and stuff, you know, what, what was going on. and But he's um, he's agreed to come back and play as well. So, it's, wow, you know, we're, yeah, we're going uh, to have a strong... A You're strong going to have a hell of a midfield. Chris yeah, Cohen, <laughs> Darren Way, yeah. Lee Johnson. Blimey, I yeah. wouldn't like to play against that. <laughs> no, so, um, we've got a few, uh, we've got a few players from the Southwest, um, who will be up for that game playing against Darren and John O. So, um, no, it's going to be good. It's, it's going to be good. But yeah, I think that, like I say, we, we, we're going to try and release, you know, obviously all, all the players as we do and as we're going along. We're trying to keep as much excitement for the game as we can as we go along. And, you know, like I say, the, the main aim is just for people to go and buy tickets and, and, and you know, and show their support and come to the game, really. I suppose that's the other oh. thing. Tickets now on sale, aren't they? Yes, they are. Yeah, they're on sale. Um, obviously, general admission. It's going to be an all-ticket match, so obviously you can't just walk up and pay on the day. Um, a reason for that is because obviously, with the charity matches and you know and stuff like that, you can never gauge how many people are going to come. And obviously, we need to be safety with the stewards and stuff like that. So we need to be, you know, we need to make sure we cover ourselves and the club. That you know, if we have stewards on for fifteen hundred people and seven thousand people turn up, you know we're in a we've got a bit of an issue. So uh, we just need to sort of, you know, we decided to go all ticket just to try and you know gauge and, and know how many people are going to come. So uh, yeah, that's 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 the reason. But yeah, all tickets are are available. Like I said, we've got a um, some hospitality available. You know, with the meal and stuff at the club, three course meal, and then we've got a couple of boxes available. So. If anybody interested, just they can contact us on our email, um, which is ytfcgame at gmail.com or on Facebook. So, yeah, um, like I say, they can get in touch and it's just bear with us. It's only me and Abby are doing this. So we're, we're trying to deal with everything. So, um, you know, like I say, we'll, we'll get through it all. But uh, the club have been good. And obviously, Robert, uh, Rob Baker at the club and stuff has, has been great with the tickets and helping us. So. Any questions, yeah. I'm sure you'll be able to answer them as well. We actually can't thank the club enough. They've been amazing. Yeah. They've been yeah, so are. supportive, so helpful. And just, you know, really worked with us. To, we threw a few dates around at them and, you know, 
they were brilliant at just getting the ground staff involved and Darren Saul was just anything yeah, he could great, have done yeah. to get us set. Yeah, you we know, spoke about it before was a I was upset about Darren, like I say again, and he was, you know, he was instrumental on the on the just before you came on, he was, you know, mm. and, and we said how how good how supportive he was of the game and stuff. So yeah, the whole club has been great. Well, there we go. If that didn't sell tickets. Oh, yeah, everyone yeah. in. Yeah. Everyone yeah. in. We'll we'll put all the links to all the relevant yeah, places that. in the um in the show description. But thank you very much for taking your time out of your evening to talk to us and we'll see you there. I can't wait. Appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindergaard making Forrest back pedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris, expanding via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com 